Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. This is another episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast that I'm going to ask you to rate five stars. We're looking for a thousand five-star ratings. You can do it. Help us. Help us make it happen. You'll be making our dreams come true. Just go right to the app. It's really simple. All you have to do is just click five stars. If you feel so obliged to leave a review, go on. We won't deny it. We'll appreciate it. We appreciate you guys so much listening to this podcast throughout the years, and we really, really enjoy bringing you new content and hope you guys enjoy it as well. And if you have any suggestions, email us, comedy at gmail.com. In this episode, we talk about happy thoughts, and Gary Busey whips out his ween and takes a pee in, in Hollywood, or Beverly Hills, or Malibu. doesn't matter. He peed all over this town. <laughs> hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Probably shouldn't have mentioned the P. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey everybody, welcome. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. I'm happy to be here. Don't forget to rate us five stars. We're looking for a five-star rating. Come on! Oh, I think Carlin was just trying to come into the podcast studio. Let's do it. Five stars, y'all. You want it. I want it. I need it. You need it. Make it happen. This episode is just going to be a complete mess. I can already feel it. Got one of these cute little facial misters. Oh, I am ready. Oh, did it stop working? Here we go. Yes. I love a little moisture. This is, I don't know if this works. I don't know if this is going to do anything. I just see a bunch of 20 year olds doing it on TikTok and I'm trying to stay trendy. So that's all we're going to be able to handle for the day. A little bit of mist, a little mist for your life. Guys, I'm happy to be here. We're going to be talking about a bunch of random stuff. But first and foremost, speaking of stuff, I don't know if you remember when I was talking about my mom's sewing business. My mom had a sewing business back in the day, and it was called Puff and Stuff by Nancy Peluso. And I found them while I was going through all of my stuff that I have to go through, which I will tell you why I'm going through stuff in a little bit at the end of the podcast. Another huge life event has happened, and I'll fill you in. But I found these, and I don't know if you guys will be able to see it, but we'll do a little insert of her logo. It's adorable, and it, it reminded me, it brought me right back to the sound of a sewing machine and that sound is so special it, to me at least the sound of a sewing machine reminds me of my mom and she made all sorts of things i mean th- look this isn't is this going to be in the guggenheim probably not no offense mom no, this, is it going to make it in an art gallery unless i do one in my garage probably not but it does show a, a certain level of 
craftsmanship, if you will, craftswomanship and artistry and creativity. And they're adorable. You put these in the against the backdrop of the 1980s or in front of the backdrop of the 1980s, rather, and you've got yourself a pretty classic decoration. These little fabric hearts stuffed by Nancy's hearts and soul. Her own heart and soul is inside of these. So I was happy to discover them. And I'm now going to put them in the studio forever they shall hang. Look like a couple of lovebird testicles right there for the studio. I'm always looking for some more decor. If you guys want to send any decor, just DM us, email us, send us a message, jessiemapelusocomedy at gmail.com. And maybe we'll put your decor in the studio. I uh, also found something I was going to add to the podcast, and obviously it's hard to describe, but I was an artist as well. I uh, made whatever this is. It, it's a wooden, it's a p- piece of a wooden blocks that are glued together in the shape of what I can only describe to you as an Amish race car. I think that's what this is. Obviously, Ichabod and Jebediah are going to take this thing all around town. This is a Lancaster, Pennsylvania limo right here. I thought this was hilarious. If you want to look at what I'm describing, watch the video on YouTube. But it is just a bunch of wooden blocks I glued together. Literally looks like a rickshaw, like an Amish rickshaw. So, you know, the apple apparently fell really far from the creative tree for me. It stopped at my mother. And speaking of some more creative aspects that people can show. Uh, This is something that a fan sent a while back. And it's in reference to a joke of mine. It says, let Dashiell choke. My choke joke about Dashiell, uh, the name of a child, unfortunately, here in LA. So thank you to my fan. She wrote a note on the back of it. Oh, that's from my, that's not from my fan. That's from my investment baker. (laughs) They send you fake cards. This is... Love from Syracuse. E-Belly. Oh, it's E-Belly. I heard you say you were decorating your new studio and thought this would go uh, be a good seasonal decor. I included Dashiell's backstory on the back or what I imagine it to be. Is that what's on the back of this? Happy birthday. Love from Syracuse. Evie, a.k.a. E-Belly. Oh, my gosh. She sent me a cute little card. Let's see what she thinks Dashiell's backstory is. Now, for you guys to have a little backstory on Dashiell. Dashiell is the name of some unfortunate child that a woman in L.A., had given birth to in her home pool at her house and decided to give him the name of a critter from Middle Earth. And this is what E. e Belly thinks Dashiell's backstory is. After successfully swallowing whatever it was he was choking on, Dashiell, <laughs> Dashiell sat in his stroller quietly playing with his emotional support caterpillar while his mom, Indigo, was wrangling his older twin siblings, Juniper and Jagger. Juniper was having a meltdown because she ran out of toenails to paint, and Jagger needed help looking for the booger that fell off his finger while making a puppet of chopsticks in a maxi pad. <laughs> he wanted to do he wanted to be his puppet's booger. Where the fuck is their dad? Aloe, you ask? He's busy foraging for a rare mushroom in the forest, of course. This is fantastic. I What a surprise. I didn't even know there was a backstory. And how creative. My friends and fans, my f- family, as I refer to you guys, you're so freaking creative. Thank you so much for that, Evie, E-Belly, and your uh, clever card and your clever backstory for Dashiell. 
He should be so lucky. And this is a card for my... <clears throat> I always love fake cards. Nothing's written on it. There's fake money inside. G give me real money. There's a fake thousand. Where'd that bill go? Deb, can you hand me that bill? There's a... Th this is... Where'd it go? This was inside my investment banker card that was printed, not even written. So give me the real money. Do they, is there even... I don't even know how much money this is. There's, I can't even count the zeros. Oh, it's a million dollars. Oh, come on. They don't make a million dollar bill. Is it terrible that I have no idea what increments of money exist in our currency? Who cares? We still have quarters. Nobody knows what they're doing. Oh, this is from another fan. Happy thoughts. I'm just opening fan mail. Mother, I'm 30. You're not even that much older, but still. She calls me Mother May, and I'm not even mad at it. She made me a cute little bracelet, like those old school childlike name bracelets. It says Mother May on it. Kind of love it. Jessie May, I love you so much. I made you these bracelets and messaged you on Insta after I missed the show. I had tickets for. I love how the bracelets give occult leader vibes. <laughs> Anyways, Syracuse Native and Therapist, I might have told you in the past, but literally recommend the Grief Survival Guide to some of my clients, only my cool clients. You really Im uh, impact more than you know. Anyways, enjoy the bracelets and keep being so dope. Melissa, thank you so much. This is uh, yeah, you guys are amazing. You guys and gals are amazing, and I I love gifts. I, I, I'll say it. I'm not afraid to get a gift. It's it's a it's a love language. And yes, happy thoughts. Here's to more happy thoughts in 2024. That's what we can discuss. How we can how can we have more happy thoughts? And how can we have a life of more happy thoughts to help us deal with the lows? We need the happy thoughts. We got to hang on to them. They're like little buoys in the ocean. The deep, deep ocean of sadness we're all swimming in. We've been swimming in for how long? I thought I was the only one. Turns out I'm not the only one treading these waters. I'm not the only one that's trying to survive in these deep, deep sheets. It can be difficult out there. You got to keep, you got to keep going though. And you know, you have to find ways to sort of entertain yourself and ways to be more bored. I miss boredom. I know we've talked about it before on the podcast, but boredom is great place for inspiration at least to start to find some inspiration letting your mind wander letting your your psyche have a little bit of a break and chill and not worry so much and you know what we're going to do that in the form of we're going to do that in the form of looking at what's been going on in the world tmz says in brazil there are super tall beings caught on video roaming around the hillsides ah! hold for plane Hold for plane. That's legit the sound of somebody's, somebody who's rich. Their private plane. Private planes sound like farts in the air. So apparently there's aliens in Brazil. How are aliens news anymore? Are we even scared? Like, honestly, after that movie, what was that movie with M. Night Shyamalan that he made with the aliens? Signs? That was terrifying. Remember they just didn't like water? So basically, it's like, Every dad ever. Do dads drink water? I've never seen a dad drink water. How do they survive? I feel like men never hydrate. Where are you guys hydrating? Do you hide and hydrate? It's like you're afraid to show that you're thirsty because you think it's weak. Where are men drinking water? I never see a man drinking water. My brother-in-law, we've been out in very thick evenings of drinking. Never saw him drink a drip of water. Drink it all night long in Vegas. Never saw him drink a drink of drink a drink a drip of water. I don't know how men hydrate. 
Is there like a trough you guys all hang out at? And, and hide away from the women so we don't think you're weak because you're thirsty? I just want to know where men are drinking water. Anyways, that was how we kept the aliens away in, in signs. But there's these videos of these really tall critters walking around in Brazil. And then there's that whole thing that happened in Miami where there was some gray guy, which is, sounds like a hate crime to me. Some gray creature walking back into a strip club in Miami or the mall. I would imagine the malls in Miami are strip clubs as well. The malls there probably for sure have strippers in front of the Build-A-Bear. <laughs> but there's these gray creatures that are walking around Brazil. They're walking around Miami. And they could be, maybe this is where the Kardashians come from. They get beamed down to us from some other freaking galaxy. And they start off gray. And then they like get their spray tans and fix it all up and get their makeup on. I just think these super tall beings that are all around the world that are being caught on film are just newborn Kardashian aliens that will go on to suck the life force out of somebody to create their own life because none of them are original. What, do they deserve to be dragged on this episode? No, they did not. But I did it. I did some dragging and I will not apologize. Okay, how Shazam went from non-existent genie movie to a full-blown Mandela effect. Ah. Oh. I love the Mandela effect. Do you remember fantasy film from the 1990s where Sinbad played a genie? Who remembers this freaking movie? Oh my God, this is like one of the greatest. It's like one of the greatest worst movies ever. The Shazam conspiracy is an internet phenomenon that all started with an innocent Yahoo Answers question inquiring if anyone else remembered that movie. A film named uh, Kazam starring Shaquille O'Neal as a goofy genie come out in 1996 but shazam <gasps> truthers admit not only were there two different films wait a minute wait kazam isn't shazam there's two different movies is that what's going on shazam supposedly stars sinbad as a genie who helps two kids find love from their dad from their sad dad <laughs> for their sad dad well for him and from him, probably. Because if he's sad, the kids are probably feeling it. The widely wis miss... I can't even speak. The I'm, I'm freaking out. The widely misremembered Shazam stars Sinbad as a genie who is freed from a magic lamp by a young brother and sister duo. The children decide to use their three wishes to find a new girlfriend for their single dad. That's so sweet. Who does appear to be left brokenhearted since the passing of the kid's mother. Always start the death, you guys. Wiki hijack, wacky hijinks ensue. The film supposedly ended with a work-related pool party thrown by the father in which the children finally use their last wish to help him meet the love of his life. Some Reddit remembers the cover of the film depicting Sinbad posing with his arms crossed in a purple background. I remember this. Others believe the late comedian Phil Hartman was a writer and producer on the movie. Like all great mysteries, it started on Yahoo Answers. So did this movie happen or not? Too many. Shazam confirms multiverse theory, as suggests parallel universes got their streams crossed. So basically, we're misremembering a movie. What else are we misremembering? Is Shazam available? It wasn't Shazam a movie. So what's what's Kazam? So they're saying Kazam was a movie. Okay, but Shazam, Shazam exists. So basically, you guys are in a panic attack. Because Shazam happened and you can't tell me otherwise. Okay? 
Don't try and tell me that Shazam didn't have. I remember this. And it was my crush. What's his name with the four first names? My uh, Jacob Michael Scott. What was that kid's name? Thomas William Jefferson. <laughs> J- Jordan John Jacob Jinker Kinker Smick. What? I, I, hopefully there was no racial slurs in what I just said because I don't know what I just said. Jacob. No, Jonathan. Taylor Thomas. God damn it. John, JTT, how many names do you need? Parents are greedy. They should have had three kids instead of giving you three names. That's what, what people do. Instead of having more children, they just give their one kid four names. People just don't remember Shazam. They vividly remember specific scenes. But it was a thing. Shazam was a thing. They're talking about some other movie that they don't think happened. Huzzah. What is the other one? Kazam? Do you remember a fantasy film in the 1990s where Sinbad played a genie? Well, it never existed. But the movie's there. Did sh- is Shazam a thing or not? I'm so confused. I swear I swear Shazam happened. I swear Shazam happened. Um, but Jonathan Taylor Thomas, we love you so much. Is he still alive? Okay, let's go on to some other crazy things that are happening in the world. Mom says cashier scolded her for letting her kid eat food in the supermarket before paying. Who is right? There's a lot to discuss here. Because I bet a lot of you listening have been hungry in a supermarket and you needed something to eat right away. I know I have. I'm not the only one. And you intend to pay for it. Does every single person pay for the thing that they open in the supermarket and eat? Probably not. I've seen rappers in there. I'm not talking about actual rappers i'm talking about paper rappers not like uh jack harlow i've seen actual rappers on the floor was that a snack from the outside of the store or was that a snack that was from in the store somebody just didn't want to pay for an angry mother said she was scolded by a store employee for opening a package of food for her child and letting him eat before she paid look we got to give people some breaks there has to be rules that we follow but we also have to give people some breaks Life is difficult. Life can be challenging and and the food could be the antidote to the screaming child. And let me tell you, the screaming child's annoying everybody in the store. Give them the Snickers. Who cares? Give them the freaking Snickers bars. We'll be fine. He'll be fine. Let the lady feed her kid. She says, I feel a mix of both really cross and really upset said the mom in a video posted on her Samantha Mary 1989 TikTok account with more than 1 million views. Jesus, good for her. I never felt in one moment so judged by somebody, to be honest. I snapped. I'll be honest, I snapped. I get that. The mother explained that she went to Tesco, a supermarket chain in the UK, with her son who was feeling ill. After rejecting the snacks she had uh, brought in, the boy requested the food in their shopping cart. Okay, now the story's changing because this kid sounds spoiled AF. He didn't want the food his mom brought. He wanted the new food. And to me, one of two things could be happening. This kid is testing his limits and challenging his mother, which is very possible. Or she just gives him whatever he wants all the time. And so this kid knew, oh, I see some new new. I'm going to ask for the new new. Of course he's going to ask for the new snacks. I would ask for the new snacks. Are you kidding me? Mother May, you think I'm not going to get a new snack? Read the bracelet. It says everything you need to know. I'm the mother. Because he had not eaten, I was like, if he wants it, he can have it. Adding that she allowed Jack to also eat a container or yogurt. Okay, now now the story's starting to evolve. Do we see where people start to ruin it for everybody else? 
Now they're probably going to have robots in there with laser beams that blast the food right out of your hand before you shove it in your mouth in the grocery store. I said to the lady serving us, I just wanted to let you know Jack's eaten these two on the way round. Here they are, so you can scan them. I wanted to point it out. Okay, so she pointed it out and she intended to pay for it. That sort of resolves it a little bit. According to the mother, the employee had given her the most disgusted look while she scanned the items and threw them out. I said to her, I'm really sorry, but we hadn't finished with them. I just wanted to pass them to you so you can make sure they were scanned. So she huffed at me again and got them out of the bin and put them on the side. Okay, this woman's a lot. So not only is the kid a lot, but the mom's a lot. But it's also a lot just to be a mom in a grocery store trying to shop. And I don't even have a kid, and I know that. They're impossible sometimes. If you got to shove food in their mouth to pacify them, hey, we're all trying to do our best. She said, I just don't think it's right that people let their kids eat stuff from the food and shop on the way around. Ah, I mean, come on. Let's just, we got to live and let live. But should we live and let eat? I don't know. I'm going to say, yes, in this case, we probably should. Especially if she intends to pay and does that in line. If the people go and leave with the food, that's on the store. Especially in a city where people can leave a grocery store with $1,000 worth of food without being prosecuted. It's insanity. You could literally shop for four households and they cannot persecute you. They cannot arrest you and they cannot call the cops on you. And here's this mother. I know this is in the UK, but... She's taking snacks and paying for them. Let her do it. Let her do it. I said, I really don't think it's your job to be giving your own opinion on what you think. My child is really unwell. He's basically not eaten for properly for a week. He wanted something in the shop. So I jumped on that opportunity for him to have something to eat. And I understand that in this situation, I do agree. Let the kid have something to eat. I don't know what it's like in the UK. Are people stealing $1,000 worth of food like they are here in, in lawless LA? That's what it should be called, lawless LA-less. There's no rules. And traffic cops are handing out tickets for people who are on their phones at a red light. While some man's relieving himself underneath his tent city with his dogs and his bicycles, living a very happy life for free. A spokesperson for Texaco did not immediately reply to a request for comment from today.com. More than 8,000 comments proved the incident divisive. Let's see what some people said. I work in retail and this is one of the biggest pet peeves. Like, why can't you wait to eat or drink? Have you ever had a kid? Huh? Have you ever had a whiny kid? A little bitch who's hungry? Because we have to put ourselves in other people's shoes. Absolutely no excuse in retail to be rude to a customer. Well, I disagree with that. Sometimes you have to be rude to a customer because they're rude. I don't think the customer's always right. I think the customer's always right until they're really rude. Sound bite that, Deb. I just... Don't agree with it. Yeah, is the customer always right? No. The customer's not always right. Sometimes they're rude. And we can't have that. You're, meant to, you're not meant to eat drink items as you go around purely because of what if something happened with your card. Oh, oh, why are you going to run to the store and pay for the woman whose card doesn't work? Yeah, that's a possibility, but come on. It's two snacks. It's stealing if you haven't yet paid. These people have nothing better to do than to scream at this poor mother. Make her feel bad. Give me a break. This one person said, I work in Tesco, and to be honest, yeah, the colleague's reaction was a little harsh, but it's such a stressful time in retail. I don't really care if parents let their kids eat on the way around. There we go. Some understanding, some compassion. Some freaking compassion. Happy thoughts, people. We need more happy thoughts.
Speaking of happy thoughts, don't you want to sizzle your way into the new year with $1 steak for life? Yeah, you heard me right. Simply add a 10-ounce ranch steak to your weekly order for just $1 per box. What order are you talking about? I'm talking about every plate. It's the most delicious meal kit and the cheapest and the most sustainable in your life. And in 2024, you got to resolve to stop stressing over what's for dinner. Aren't you sick of it? What are we going to eat? What are we going to eat? I don't know. There's too many options. I'm too busy to make a decision. Let every plate make a decision for you. Are you making a resolution for 2024? Get every plate and take back your time with fewer trips to the grocery store and make meals ready in six simple steps. Look, if I can be a chef du jour, you can be a chef du jour. They plan the meals and deliver pre-proportioned ingredients right to your door. So you can spend less time prepping and more time reaching your New Year's goals, which is to be a freaking chef. Look, you guys are going to have a great plan here. I'm going to give you a deal. You want a deal? I'm going to give you a deal. Here's the plan. You're going to get a meal for $1.49 plus $1 steaks for life by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code 49SHARP. Subscription must be active to qualify and redeem a dollar steak. Get the dollar steak. Get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal plus $1 steaks for her life by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code 49SHARP. Get steak in the new year. You know, happy thoughts don't always come naturally, but we have to work hard at it. And and I, Jesus, and I think that we should really realize that some of the people are struggling. If this woman needed to feed her demon, let her feed her demon. You obviously haven't had a demon to feed. The real people we should go after are the ones who are bringing their dogs into the stores. It's still happening. All around town, it's still happening. People are bringing their dogs in stores. Oh, gosh. I, I was in Wegmans. I think we showed that photo from Christmas. A huge poodle. Enormous. I can't believe they're doing it in Syracuse. This is a place where they leave their dogs outside all year long. I don't get it. Even though I have been to restaurants with my dogs, yes. Has Chaplin sat in my lap and has he eaten from a dish? I, I don't know that I can answer that honestly. If you hook me up to a lie detector test, I probably won't pass it. U.S. travelers must prove they have $2,000 to visit Brazil among new visa requirements. What's that? So we can get mugged? Is that so you guys know that we have two grand in our pocket and you can clean up the streets? Americans traveling to Brazil this year must first share a month's worth of bank statements with the Southern American country in exchange for a travel visa. You're not seeing my bank statements? Are you crazy? I even have a problem showing that to the IRS. <laughs> you think I'm going to show it to you? It's a problem. I'm not showing you guys my freaking bank statements. I guess I'm going to go to someplace else. Sorry, Rio de Janeiro. Not going to see you this year. Is that in Brazil? I hope it's in Brazil because I don't look like a real ass. Is Rio de Janeiro in Brazil? Debbie says yes. Starting today, June 10th, U.S. citizens are required to fill out an online application and pay $80 to review their visa. Now, I do believe there should be a visa process and application and all that. We agree on that. Some of us don't. That's what I think. American visitors must also prove that they have at least two grand in their bank account. Enough for them to pay their own ransom when they get abducted. Brazilian government warned in March that it would do undo a travel waiver allowing visitors from the U.S., Canada, Australia, and Japan to visit Brazil without a visa. The removal of this 2019-induced waiver and the subsequent implementation of Brazil's new travel requirements were originally scheduled to begin in October, but they've been pushed until now. In a statement made in September, the Brazilian government said it would 
give thought to lifting the new requirements only if the U.S. scaled back on its own intensive requirements for Brazilian citizens. I see what this is all about. They're like, oh, you're going to make it hard for us to come in your country? Well, give us two grand or you're not going to make it back home. I think this is wild. But then again, the world is wild and this is what happens. You make it hard for other people, they're going to make it hard for you. This is just retribution. This is just travel retribution. This is visa vengeance. Brazil is getting some visa vengeance. Hey, we'll see how it turns out. I've never been to Brazil. I don't know if I'll go, but I'm definitely not showing you my bank statements. I'm going to show you my receipts from Ross Dress for Less and tell you that was my bank statement. Let's see what else we got here. Deb, Deb went deep on the web. Gary Busey's When Nature Calls whips it out in public. Yes. Woo, now that's news. Speaking of happy thoughts, Gary Buse is in the news and his dong is out in Hollywood. God bless America. Every time a new year rings, Gary Busey flashes his thing. Gary Busey has that dog in him, as in he's pissing in public without a care in the world. I love to have that kind of confidence as a man, just not worried about nothing, just peeing on the streets. It's freedom. Can you smell that? Is it urine? No, it's freedom. The veteran eccentric actor was spotted pulling his sweatpants down, relieving himself Thursday in Malibu, urinating on a bush <laughs> along a wall near a newsstand and certainly not trying to keep it low key. Unclear what exactly he's at. Looks like some looks like a lot of some sort. Well, wow, it was groundbreaking writing there Gary apparently felt a tingle below the belt and had no other choice but to rock a whiz that instant causing that's that because that's exactly what he did even looked around a bit there was no shame in his game seriously just looked impish look at his little impish smile he's got on here yeah he does look a little happy that he peed he's got an interesting outfit on but I, Gary Buse has always been a little bit of an enigma in Hollywood you can't really put your thumb on him you don't really have him tagged down we don't really know what Gary Busey is what is Gary Busey no one knows he is a Hollywood enigma the PP scene around the world will only add to Gary's many memorable Malibu <laughs> let me try that sentence again the PP scene around the world will only add to Gary's many memorable Malibu moments the 79 year old is developing a bit of a reputation as late as a wild man in those parts he has been known to be a little trippy I think there was that video from like back in the day when he was talking about surfing or something and he was like kind of prophetic and a little bit profound but also kind of weird remember back in september gary was accused of a hit and run a woman claimed he hit her car in malibu parking lot and she chased him down only for gary to blow her off and drive away gary didn't face any charges for the car incident and it'll be interesting to see if there are any consequences for this very public bathroom break feels like if no one caught him in the right act then there he might be fine in this instance that's the thing about this town they do more, usually do more to people who are taxpayers than they are to people who are homeless. And I'm not saying homeless people should be attacked or anything of the such, but Gary Busey's kind of in the middle. He's like a, a famous homeless person. That's how he's acting. He's acting like a guy who had it all and then lost it all. He's a little loopy. That's why I call him an anomaly. He's an enigma. He's like, he was kind of the king of the world at one point and now he's peeing on bushes and hitting ladies cars and taking off this guy's living the dream he's living the freaking dream we 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 need to like maybe lock him up <laughs> i think gary Busey needs to be locked up he's kind of going wild he's gone wild and i wonder 
how uh, how this is all going to turn out for him if he's able to pee in public and also hit someone's car and not have any sort of accountability. Welcome to L.A. This is L.A. All I want to do is have a little fun before I die. Said Gary Busey when I was looking at his one eye peeing in a bush on a Tuesday. <gasps> mm. I've got my own crunchy water. I don't want to brag, but this year's been a pretty good year and I bought myself a soda machine. I splurged. Spare no expense. Jurassic Park. Got myself a crunchy water maker. Mm. Mm. Once it hits your lips, those little crunchy pops pop, 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 feel rich. Are you don't have bubble in your water? Gross. What are you, broke? <laughs> happy thoughts, guys. We got to think more happy thoughts. It's so easy to say. And I think very hard to execute the happy thoughts. It seems like such a simple idea and such a simple endeavor just to think happy thoughts. And it is and it isn't. Someone who has been through what I've been through, not comparing myself to anybody else in the world. We've all struggled and we all have our own strife. But in quarantine and a breakup and deaths, both my parents and now I'm going through another challenging situation which will be another grief survival guide episode, but we have to sell our childhood home. And I haven't been thinking happy thoughts for the past few days because of it. It's been a very challenging situation, both personally and emotionally, sort of wrapping my mind around letting go of my home, the one place I knew growing up, the place where I felt happiest, the place where I probably had the most happy thoughts. And I'll go into it deeper on a grief survival guide episode, like I said, once I'm in the home and all of that. But it's been challenging. And that's one of the reasons why when I was talking at the beginning of the episode, why I was going through things and making space, I basically was preparing myself to be bringing some items home to my home here in Los Angeles. And that's why I came across my mom's puffin stuff. And it made me happy to see. And it made me happy that it made me happy. I don't think that forcing ourselves to be happy is any healthier than wallowing in the heaviness and the depression and the sadness. But I do think all of those emotions serve a purpose. And I think we have more to learn from the moment we're feeling than anything. Obviously, this is a very objective viewpoint because some people can't get out of those darknesses and some people feel so alone that they take their lives and that makes me sad but I do think that to a certain degree we have the capability of accessing happiness and using happiness as a tool experiencing it as an emotion but also using it as a tool finding and understanding what you really enjoy is your duty in life finding those hobbies and outings and events and people things to do that that really make you happy that's your job that's your responsibility and only when you start to go through things in your life both physical items and emotional items when you start to purge these items from your life do you make space for more happiness and I'm a constant purger and it makes me so happy to be cleaning stuff out I love it it's something that I could have probably had a career at and enjoyed just as much as stand-up and I made some room to allow myself to feel happy during this process of losing the house. 
giving it away, I guess. It's it's not so much a loss as it is a giving away of, of childhood and, and so many memories and so much love under one roof. And so by cleaning out some of my items and making space in my garage and heart to welcome in some things I probably forgot about at my mom's house has allowed me to feel a little happier about the process. It took a few days and it's going to be challenging, but I do think that thinking happy thoughts is a simple sentence, but it's also something that you can attain and it might require you unloading and creating some space for happiness. I think sometimes people are like, I can't get happy. Why can't I be happy? I just want to be happy. You're probably too compacted your your emotions are a lot like your digestive system if it gets compacted nothing can get through and you're missing those emotional nutrients that you need in order to experience a full spectrum of emotions as a human being because i don't think diluting one to achieve the other is healthy i think you have to experience all the emotions if you're able to navigate those heavier waters like i said and you're not necessarily somebody who sinks and can't get themselves out of the quicksand you owe it to yourself to experience the sadness sadness is in fact love it's a form of love pain it's a form of love so there are ways to experience happiness and there are ways to think happy thoughts and a lot of it is just being more silly and goofy like you know these articles that we kind of collect for the podcast now and finding all the craziness that goes on in the world that that makes me happy it makes me laugh reading news articles about Gary Busey peeing in a bush and gray people in Miami. It's, it's ridiculous. There's so much ridiculous fodder out there that can help you create happy thoughts. And I hope this podcast is one of them for you as well. I hope this podcast is a source of happy thoughts for you guys because it certainly is for me. And speaking of happy thoughts, if you rate this podcast five stars, you're going to make me so happy. We're looking for a thousand five-star ratings. Right now we're at 600. Come on. We can do it. We can do it. Think happy thoughts. That's what I'm going to keep doing and hope that my podcast dream comes true. And I, I hope you guys are enjoying the new year, whether you make resolutions or not, and that this show and this podcast has brought you some guidance, some insight, and some entertainment over the years. And we're, like I said, we have been evolving and growing. We're going to continue to do that. And I can't wait to share with you guys what we're working on with this podcast coming up. But thank you so much. Another week. We'll see you next week. Send in emails, questions, suggestions for the podcast. Jesse May Peluso comedy at gmail.com. And remember, think happy thoughts. And Shazam happened. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.